Okay, good afternoon, Internet. My name is Tom Crump. I work for Yes Brixham, uh, which is a, a local charity based in Brixham. Um, I'm joined here today by Aidan Seddon and Tom Beatty. And we're going to have a really quick, really informal podcast interview about what it's like to be a, a creative arts practitioner. Specifically, we're talking about the lives of professional gigging musicians and kind of all that, that entails in a post-COVID world. So with no further ado, I'll pass you over to, to Aidan. Aidan, do you want to introduce mm. yourself? Yep, I'm Aidan Seddon. I'm 23 and just finished my degree in songwriting at Brighton, BIM, BIM Brighton. And uh, I've come over here for a referral at the Yes Centre to do lots of different creative tasks and uh, in music and other endeavours. Um, recently, I've been wanting to pursue my music career and I'm not sure where to go with it at the moment and I need a little bit of help with that. So I've, there's, another, there's another person here to help with that, a local musician, Tom Beatty. Hello. How are you? Uh, yes, my name is Tom Beatty. Uh, I'm a local musician here in Brixham and Torbay, and also a barman in uh, in one of the pubs in Brixham as well. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you want to talk about, Aidan? Um, well, I suppose we can talk about um, how it has been in recently, obviously with the lockdown. Uh, lots of different things about how you do your music, how often do you gig, and all this kind of thing. So, first question, right off the bat. Um, <coughs> How often is it that you were to be gigging uh, before the lockdown? Before, it was at uh, two, three, four times a week, hmm. which was really nice. I'm, I've got a boss at the moment who is very... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I want to say convenient, but that's not the... He's very able to fit me in hmm. with the full-time job and the music at the same time, so I'm very lucky with that. And then this will hit, and I've done maybe five or six in the last six months or however. Okay, yeah. Been. Which is fine. You know, the, the full-time job has stayed there, but this has took a hit, of course. But And they're and they all in the uh, the same venue, sort of? No, Lanka, no, it? I've um, played in a few venues, may, um, all of which have been outside, thankfully. Oh, and okay, yeah. Yeah, it's been really interesting from that point of view because mm -hmm. all, all the time I'm not playing outside. So that's been fantastic. It's interesting because I thought um, about recently, obviously being in the lockdown, it would be very difficult for pubs to employ musicians. And is it is that been affected in any way? Yeah, I mean the pub I work at. Um, I'll just let Tom answer his phone. You know. <laughs> Professionally, honestly, uh, yeah, the pub I work at is too small to have yep. music on. Even if we were able to, sure, you could only realistically have eight people watching them. So what's the point? Do you know what I mean? Of course, so, yeah. And I know a lot, there's not a lot of places in Brixham asking for music at the moment, but there are other ways of doing it online. And sure. We have a local DJ called Disco Stewart, Stuart Barton, who um, DJs over a program, a website called Mixcloud. Oh, Mix, Mixcloud and Mixcloud Select. Yeah. 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 And he is able to do um, his streams over that and proper like radio DJ sort of thing and we just will play that on our phones over the tannoy of the blue sure yeah to get away with it that way but no it's really really good mm. Mm. and that kind of answers a little bit of this, the other question as well about how um, because of obviously the COVID uh, epidemic and not being able to gig um, have you had many uh, online um, things that you've been doing recently 
or pe- people that you know? When the lockdown was in full swing, I was doing a quiz for one of the pubs in Brixham and I was doing my own little live stream every Monday just on my Facebook page. And that's all I was doing. I wasn't... Um, I was just doing that for free because it was just something to do at the end of the day. Yeah. And since lockdown has eased, not ended, <coughs> but eased, um, I haven't had the time. Yeah. The full, jo- the you know, the pub job has taken full priority. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And as it should do, of course. But yeah, so I haven't had the time to do it. And any time I'm at home with a day off, I'm just asleep. <laughs> no, yeah. fair enough. No, mm. you gotta <laughs> rest and recuperation. So. Mm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> But yeah, um, so like in the gig experience, um, maybe pre-lockdown as well, um, what kind of equipment do you personally use in the, in the live setting? When I, when I first started, I didn't have anything at all. And I turned up to a pub who were very kind and I only asked for 50 quid because I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. And I just turned up with a guitar and everyone, and I'm only five foot one and everyone is towering over me and i'm just there playing guitar nobody knows i'm there nobody can hear me and it's all just very adorable it's like the the underdog story yeah (laughs) and he gave me 50 quid and he said yeah no worries get yourself some get yourself pa assistant you know and then come back and then the next gig i only had you know those tiny room bedroom amps i had two of them one for a mic and one for the guitar and still nobody could hear me and oh, okay. I played three songs, I think, and then the woman, the bar, uh, the landlady came up and said, "Here's thirty quid. Can you just go away? Because oh, this no is a kind of waste of t- not in that, not as harsh as that, but yeah, it was sort very of much bit of a trial and error sort of start. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started doing um, kids entertaining as a third <laughs> job, and um, what came with that was all of the PA system because still had to pay for it, but they provided where to go and get it, hmm. and speakers came and all the leads I would need and a microphone. And I was able to come back to these pubs and say, hey, I've got the, got the stuff now. So. That's really interesting. Really so, good, yeah. Uh, to, to begin with, you didn't have the capital that you would have needed to invest in the equipment to get the, to get the work, no. like as a kind of a catch-22. Mm. So you were able to sort of use your PA that you had got from a third party yeah. to, get you up, to get you up and running. And then I assume you then immediately invested in your own equipment it slowly evolved, yeah. and then um, I left the kids entertaining <coughs> due to time management. I was just absolutely awful at it, and um, yeah, then they, you know, obviously all that equipment is their mine, uh, and it's it's just your bog standard stuff, really. It's just um, mic, mic stand, speakers. I use active speakers. So you active to, speakers, it, yeah. No. Uh, if you've got amplifiers in your speakers, if you plug them in with power, yeah. they're active. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> got a thing we right. Did this yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Active uh, speakers are cheaper and better, sort of. Well, are the they more... better? I don't understand. Are they? I mean, Let's be- go to our resident. <laughs> be- better Expert. is a subjective term. I, spe- I suppose more um, sort of convenient. Like, uh, yeah, is it less convenient because yeah. it's just one? Surely with a. Other passive, passive. There you go. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the names of things. Uh, surely, with those kind of speakers, you can only you can go as far as you want without power. Then, surely, you can go as far as you want without power. Well, I mean, 
Don't, don't say it like that. No, I, didn't, no. I don't know what I'm talking about, Tom. No, I kind of know what you mean. You're saying that with a, with a passive PA speaker, you don't have to worry where your nearest power outlet is. Yes. You can just run a cable to it and stick it in situ. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yes. That, yeah, that, is, that is true. Maybe that is a, that is a slight advantage mm. for a passive system. Um, but, uh, but as you said, um, I suppose either way is pretty good for a live experience, isn't it? Uh, uh, the entry level to get yourself gigging in a local yeah. pub, the difference between active and passive speakers, your employer won't care as long as, long yeah. as, well, of course, as, long yeah. as you're making noise. And, mm. it's, and it's of a reasonable quality, because interestingly, you know, you said you turned up with two bedroom <laughs> guitar amps and you, you jacked those, those in, mm-hmm. and they probably sounded pretty, pretty nasty. Awful. And, yeah. mm. you know, that, I would have said... And I was playing. No, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that would have been in the reason, I, I imagine, why the landlady said, can you please cease and desist now? Here's yeah. some money. Um, it's one of those yeah. interesting things, maybe, about uh, musicians starting up, that you need the, gig, you need the gear to yeah. be able to do the live experience, mm. but how are you going to be able to get that gear? Yeah. It's that, yeah, as you say, mm. it's like the catch-22. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when your dad says, I'm only going to buy you a drum kit if you actually practice. Yeah. It's the same sort of thing. I'm only going to get this live equipment if it works. <coughs> if it doesn't work, what's the point in having all this equipment? Well, yeah. You know? It's just important to be aware when you're starting out your career that you, you need to be able to manage your money and manage your resources and manage your income in a way that you're not, you're not spending your spare cash necessarily on frivolities if you're serious about being a gigging musician. From I've been the doing outset, it for four years to... now and I'm still rubbish at that, but well... Well, yes yeah. and no, because yeah. I mean, you, you have got, you, what you have got is you've, you've bought your own equipment up to now. Hmm. Also, there's, there's your car. We haven't talked about that yet. Oh, of course, that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean could you... I've got some stories about that. <laughs> could you, you know, could you manage... I, I certainly couldn't, being a, somebody who earns money as a musician without, without your own piece of transport, and that's a, that's, a, that's a big, big cost. I think a lot of people seem to somehow get away with it. But I've noticed that the people that will turn up at the pub, when I've been working behind the bar and somebody comes in to play the music, sometimes, very rarely, but they turn up in a taxi and they'd bring out all of their equipment and then they'd set up and then they'd pay the taxi mm. like 30 quid or whatever. And then they'd have to pay another 30 quid to get it yeah. all home. And you're thinking, you're only getting 100 quid. So you're getting 40 quid out of this altogether. So it can be done. Yeah. But I suppose that is if you're in it for the fun. And just beer money. Yeah. And you've you got another job. Rent? And yeah. 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 <clears throat> it's a tricky one. But I suppose it is just subjective and different for everybody else. But mm. and, yeah. and it's also difficult as well because, you know, to have a car, you also need to pay a substantial amount of money for that as well. Mm. Yep. And if yep. you're on a musician's salary, it can be quite difficult too. Yeah. yeah. So I think... I. I think the best thing to do is not put all your eggs in one basket yeah. at this level. Although I don't think any very, I don't think any rock star is just playing music. They're doing other things as well. Mm-hmm. They're doing brand deals. They're doing modelling or whatever like that. Or they're doing acting. And their, their <coughs> money isn't just coming in from yeah, music. And true. on the that's much true. lower level, you've got to do the same thing. Yeah, you can't just expect music to work. Of course, yeah, because. 90% of the time it won't. Uh, I think that's a problem that um, a lot of people have had in nearly every creative industry for a, as long as I know, anyway. The whole um, having to work a secondary job or having to get a secondary source of income to pay for their creative work as well. Mm. And often, because also often there's no kind of like security behind 
the creative work sort of pay out a lot of the time because mm. it's um, a lot a lot of the time it's independent and uh, sort of uh, freelance yeah sort cash of, in hand is always a, yeah mm. which can be quite difficult I suppose complicated as well to be fair yeah mm. yeah no it's um it's still the best thing in the world mm. I couldn't recommend doing it more I couldn't, couldn't agree more couldn't mm. imagine life without music yeah. mm-hmm. absorbing listening it's all worth it at the end yeah, yeah. Say, what were your future plans um, <clears throat> pre the lockdown, and how have they changed over time now that the lockdown has happened? I can't think of an answer that isn't depressing, and I'm going I'm to apologise no, straight away. Sure. But um, I had a plan of making an album. Sure. I've written, I've got a load of songs written, some of which are with <clears throat> Tom as well, and they were all ready to record. Um, in the, I was in the studio, we did a couple of songs and they sound great and then this happened mm-hmm. and that's just all on the back burner. Delayed, yes. And it probably won't happen yeah. for another couple of years if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. And that was so the plan moving forward <coughs> is just survive really, do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. to keep your name out there and to yeah. do, I think the best thing I did was do those live streams on Facebook because okay, yeah, it yeah. kept the name yeah. out there if anything pub mm-hmm. still knew who i was and one of the weird i've never had this but a pub actually asked me if i could do a gig oh, which really? in the i've never had that and that was a real ego boosting yeah that's mm-hmm. amazing moment that's, yeah that's, that's amazing that was wonderful yeah but, mm. to be spread around by word of mouth it's like yeah. a really satisfying thing mm. sure. yeah so yeah that's that's the that's the answer i'm afraid but mm. Mm. well um you say about a little bit about promotion there um I find it interesting that um, now today, in today's day and age, we've got a lot of um, promotion done on social medias like the Instagrams and the Facebooks and stuff. Um, Have you ever thought, um, uh, or have you ever done sort of, um, as you say, live a live uh, session, do you say? Mm. Um, Have you seen, like, there's a lot of promotional things on Instagram small videos about that, that people have done uh, like short short videos of, of, of them playing their music and stuff like that I'm, I'm not really not sure where I'm going with this question but <laughs> all I know is that like um, it's it's a, it's definitely a lot different than it was say 10 years ago without without the internet and stuff like that yeah I think even 10 years ago the internet was still a joke yeah it was like promotional wise Mm. corporations and businesses are all moving online now yeah it was I think 10 years ago it was deemed lazy to advertise on Facebook and Instagram yeah I don't think Instagram was a thing then but yeah Mm. and I think I was gonna say there's you can't do too much but mm-hmm. I think that is very much the case because I knew so many musicians that were going live near enough every single day and then kind of like, are you going live again? Mm. It's you again? <clears throat> oh, man. Now I kind of yeah. feel I have to listen to you. And that's where, that's, it's a very, very fine line. Mm-hmm. I yeah. stopped my live streams after I did 10 weeks of my own, own private ones, my personal ones. We kept the, uh, I think the quiz <clears throat> going for a, another month after that. But... um I only did 10 of them and I know that there are some people that are clever with it and only will do it once a week yeah there's some people that are still doing it 
they did it at the first week of lockdown and they're still going and they're on like week f- 40 50 mm. something absolutely ridiculous and they're still getting they're still you know getting the numbers in but i think um there's no i don't personally see anything wrong with doing something that isn't going to get you money yeah we'll still get your name out there mm-hmm. agree more. Mm. Yeah. and it's, yeah. it's like you say oh sorry yeah no i was going to say as, as long as you're being savvy with ensuring that your content is reaching the right people in the right way you mm-hmm. know if you're getting numbers and you're sort of able to sort of figure out who your demographic is and you're able to reach them then yeah i think some free self-promotion is is vital really um, well, may I ask you a question? What was your sure. future plans for pre-COVID and um, <clears throat> Yeah, well, pre-COVID, uh, I suppose I was at, at uni and I was thinking to myself, uh, at, at that point, I'm, I wasn't sure if I was even going to continue with music after university because I just thought, is it really right for me? I don't... And I've had this, like, trouble figuring out what kind of creative path that I'm going to take and then I realised that um, at least for the moment um, in in the lockdown uh, I've used this time to, to sort of kind of get a different perspective on it instead of um, because for the last say four or five years of my life I've had um, sort of I've, I've had to think of music in a very sort of strict educational way and I've never I've never been able to have that much fun with it which is mm. yeah so it kind of made me feel feel very uh, sort of resentful towards music in general yeah um, <clears throat> but now um, I'm starting to bring up some more things with different people about uh, making music but not for any sort of gain at the end mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm most like most want it at the moment to get that sort of spark back, to get that sort of magic of uh, you know meeting up with someone, recording something, just having a bit of fun with it, um, and stop making it so much in my head about um, it needs my music needs to be a certain way, it needs to be um, good enough for certain people. I need to promote it in a certain way. Mm. Um, that can all be learnt, but there's, th- there needs to be this kind of like divide, doesn't there, about enjoying it and having fun, and then. But if you do too much business, it can sort of y- you you don't end up wanting to do any of it. Mm. I totally agree with that. I I hated music mm. when I left school. I did my I did most of my A levels, and then despised playing music for at least a year after yeah. that because it just wasn't fun. No offence to any of my teachers, they were brilliant, but... Was that because no. of um, business, or was it just because you yourself A bit felt... of laziness, I think, back yeah. then, but yeah. And I, Tom's going <coughs> to strangle me, but um, <laughs> I hated the theory side of it. I hated it. We've had this conversation a million times, yeah. haven't we? But I just despised it. And Tom actually made me quite be more interested in it hmm. since then, but... No, I just, I just wanted to sit in a practice room and play guitar. So where do you see your future going forward in this oh yeah yeah sure Mm. um well music wise i do want to create an album as well um it's been something that i've sort of had on the back burner for a while um i've wanted to um get better with studio recording mostly uh i've gotten a lot more interested in that recently 
and about how you know layering it, layering up the tracks getting arrangements sorted and all that kind of thing oh god i sat with the uh producer in the the only day i had in the studio and i played him the song and he said right what do you want to do with it then and i went uh yeah i don't know i haven't thought this through and i'm sorry i'll go home now okay thank you yeah and it yeah i totally get that man yeah exactly like Mm. i want to um sort of get it to a point where i can successfully make a pretty solid sounding demo that I can be that can be sent off or to someone to be mastered or something like that. Um, I think that that would be really, especially in the music industry at the moment. Everybody sort of needs to do more home studio recording. It mm-hmm. seems to be like way more important than it's we ever both been nodded before. Then, and that yeah. was that was a wrong that was the wrong thing to do. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, I keep I mean, forgetting this I mean, has been recorded. As an industry, really, I, I fear for recording studios. Oh, God, the, yeah. Mm. I think their ability to, um, you know, to be viable, bi- yeah. you know, a viable business model is going to be really challenged, um, mm. and it has been in the last five years. In the next ten, you know, they seem to be losing their sort of unique selling point. Yeah, mm. because Absolutely. all of that can be transferred onto a small MacBook or yeah. Windows yeah. computer. Yeah. So. With in- with increasingly more <coughs> professional results year upon year, yeah. consumer consumer equipment is just getting better and better. And that means if you're a musician. You know, talking that language is going to be really beneficial to you to help market and promote yourself, but Definitely. also to network, to be able to share ideas, <coughs> like good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, because um, I'll be doing doing a studio recording and an album, I'll be trying to do an album or at least an EP. I just want to make sure that I get some music out there. But I found this really um, interesting thing uh, in a book that I was reading, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Uh, because I ha- often have this trouble with uh, making songs, uh, very much a perf- perfectionist, so I can never um, get round to actually like finishing anything off and all this kind of thing. I read in that book that he, there was like an experiment done about um, a, a group of university students, photography students. Um, half the class was told that their final piece was to be one photograph, like the best photograph they could ever do, whilst the other half had to do a hundred of their best photographs. At the end of the year, um, I mean, it's quite subjective photography anyway, but it found, they found that the people that did a hundred photographs, they did lots of different techniques, they did lots of different, mm. and th- the pictures were of a higher quality. And it's just, uh, it's, it's important bringing that on, over to music as well, because I often get into that mindset of, I need to create this song as the best song ever. Yeah. And instead of thinking, like, out of the next hundred songs I'm going to do, twelve of them could be amazing. Of course. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's it's one of those really difficult mm. things, I suppose, with a lot of people. Creatively, um, they, they they don't want to make something that is bad, but um, it's just it's inevitable, isn't it? Mm. It's it's something that you have to do and push through so that you can it's the trial and error that yeah. like has to happen so that you can get to those the best songs for your potential i always yeah. uh, found an intro i saw an interview with ed sheeran talking about shape of you and he mm. said he was going to give it away to rihanna and this and the executive said one well, it's a great song one maybe you should just keep it yourself and it turned and he said the quote was i think um it's now the 
most successful song of my career. Mm. And I just found it interesting that's how he was looking at it. Yeah. And it wasn't, it yeah. was just another building block. It was, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. you know, mm, yeah. I found oh, that sort of thing with, interesting. With Noel Gallagher talking about, um, what's the big one? Don't look back in anger. And yeah. the guy said, you know, did you know when you were writing it that you were writing the biggest song of the decade? And he was like, no, because I would never have finished it. If I knew what mm. I was going to do. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Mm. All those expectations. Mm. I think it all comes from expectation, mm. like in creative work. Mm. The moment you start thinking, I need to make this for a certain purpose, that's when it starts losing its magic in, yeah. some, in a certain mm. way. Yeah, yeah man. Hmm. So I like how because we've run out of notes that this podcast has gone into us just going. Mm, definitely. Oh, yeah. Well, we should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to say three, three oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, music. Yeah. We should better wrap it up. We'll, yeah. be, we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll be here all day. But yeah. thank you both for joining. Um, it's been thank you. Lovely thank you for having me. Yeah. Half an hour. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. Cool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Done it. Mm-hmm. Sorted. Cool. <laughs>